Welcome to Swipe Left or Right, a humorous podcast about modern online dating. I'm your host, Tanya. We are going to talk to people from around the country to discuss what it's like dating in various states, in various seasons of life, and on different platforms. We will talk to dating coaches to get some tips on what we are doing wrong and right. We will review dating apps, which are better and which are not so great. We will review articles and data on the latest online dating trends and buzzwords and all the things related to online dating, but mostly we'll laugh and be entertained at the world we may find ourselves in. I want to welcome Angeline. From She's from a small town between the Bay Area and Sacramento in California, and she is going to be a guest on our show and tell us all about what it's like to begin the process of online dating in California and just as a woman in general. So welcome to the show, Angeline. Thanks, Tanya, for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, yes. I This is my favorite topic, talking about online dating. I could talk for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Um, uh, there's lots to say about it for sure. <laughs> yes. So I know that we've talked before and you um, are sort of new to the online, but you have done extensive research um, before <laughs> beginning your journey. So tell us about what you have done to sort of prepare for online dating. Okay, so uh, you're right. And honestly, I actually didn't even mean to start online dating. The truth is, is that I had been threatening myself for like a year and a half that I was going to start. And I kept saying I was going to do it, kept telling my friends I was going to do it. And they're like, okay, Angeline, do it. Good, good. You know, go ahead. And uh, they kept encouraging me. And I was like, I'm going to do it, guys. I'm going to do it. And it just month after month after month passed. And so finally, I was like, guys, okay. I know I've been threatening and it's been ridiculous because I haven't done it. I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to put my email and my, my name in, you know, to start the profile. And then I was like, okay, but I'm just, I'm going to write the profile. And when I'm ready, I'll, I'll do it. Right. So I joined Hinge. So one of the first things I did, I went to Facebook. I said, okay, Facebook, I'm thinking about joining online dating. What do I need to know? What are the best apps? What do I need to look for? What do I need to watch out for? Um, and I got so much good advice. I got lots of good advice. Like lots of people have done this, you know, before me. So they said, don't use your real phone number. Go to this app. I think it was, I think it's called text now and get a different phone number to use. It's separate from your phone number. And so I did that and it just, it helped me, even if it's like, you know, because you never have to give your real phone your real phone number to somebody, and you can always talk through the apps, right? But it helped me feel like I have like a little bit of a barrier for privacy still. Um, so and, and you know, like I never have to worry of someone having my real phone number and harassing me through that, and I can block them on that app. Um, so that was good. Um, I actually got a different email as well. I did not use my own email. I started a different email. Um, and everyone said, Hinge is the app to use. Hinge is the app to use. Everyone said it. And I was like, okay, Hinge it is, right? And it's that app that's meant to, that was created to be deleted. So I was like, that sounds good to me. People who are more serious because that's exactly why I'm using apps. 
um, to find my my forever. Right. So I was like, okay, hinge it is. I created my profile, um, and, and I have a I have a group of three other friends. So there's four of us. There's two of us ladies, and there's two gentlemen, and we are chatting pretty much every single day and. Uh, through through Facebook Messenger, and I field everything through them. So I'm like, okay, what do you guys think about these pictures? Yes, no, right? Nice. So my pictures were all chosen by them, and I was like, okay, this is what I said by about my about me section. What do you think? And then they and they're very um, they definitely tell me exactly what they think. Nice. <laughs> they do not hold back. They are definitely good friends. <laughs> So they tell me exactly what they think. They they um, are very opinionated, but in lovely ways. Um, and so I adjust accordingly. Um, and that's how my profile was created. Um, and I just tried to be super, super honest and very clear about what I was looking for so that I wasn't getting a bunch of... Uh, bunch of people I wasn't interested in hopefully <laughs> <laughs> makes sense absolutely uh what what was your first impression of hinge when you were creating your profile so okay I thought when I created the profile that it was like like any other social post where you could create it and then you can post it later right where it's not like you create it and it's already out there. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna curate this, right? And then I'll I'll refine it when I'm ready to come back to it. But like, I'm like, I was like proud of myself. I was like, I made the first step towards it. I've been saving this for months and I made the first step towards it. So I was already proud of that. And I had just like done kind of like the skeleton of my profile. And I was like, I was happy with the skeleton, but I was like, I'll come back and I'll curate it. And I thought just like any website, any post, it doesn't go live till you post it, right? So I'm like, it was, it was late at night, I saved it. And all of a sudden my phone's like buzzing, 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 <laughs> buzzing. And I'm like, what the hell is going on at like 3 a.m.? Why is my phone buzzing so much? And I see all these hinge notifications and I'm like, <gasps> like, okay, all these likes are coming in. I'm, I'm just, I feel like horrified, horrified, mortified. I'm like, what is going on? It, it was, I, I was, I was just like, this, this was a mistake <laughs> um, because I didn't realize it was going live automatically. So I was like, well, I guess that's a message from the universe that I just have to dive in. So dive in I did. Um, and like I said, I got, I think I had within like six hours, I had like over a hundred likes. Wow. And, yeah. And I started going through them. Um, and I started really learning some things about myself. Like I didn't even know, I didn't know what a demi demisexual was okay. before. And I start, so I started looking up these things because I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm not hip enough. So I looked it up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a demisexual. I did not know that. And for those that might be listening that don't know what a demisexual is, it's someone who has a hard time having sexual attraction to somebody without the emotional connection first. So for me, it's like, especially because men are so visual. I know men can look at women, they can be like, ooh, baby, right? But for me, 
if I don't have some kind of emotional connection to them, it's like, nope, don't touch me. Don't want to know. Yeah, I don't know you like that. So, and then if there is an emotional connection, it can, it can really change how I feel about them. Um, like my second husband, I wasn't, uh, he was kind of really the opposite of my type. Um, altogether, like, to be honest, I really didn't have, um, I didn't have any physical attraction to him at all, but I married him just the same because of other attributes that I thought were more important in life. Now I feel a little differently about that. Uh, (laughs) Now I've decided I would like to have some physical attraction too, but, um, but I realized that about myself through this experience of online dating that like, I'm going to have zero sexual attraction at all to anybody until I've dug in and felt some kind of emotional connection. And here I am 41 thinking, you know, I know myself well, like my friends actually know me to know myself well. They're like, yeah, you're really in tune with yourself and who you are and what you want. And I'm like, I'm 41. I did not know about this about myself until now. Like I'm discovering brand new things about myself. Like I live with myself every day. I should know these things. Right. But through online data, I'm really discovering some things about myself and my love languages and how I relate to relationships. I'm discovering them through this process, even if I haven't gone on a bunch of dates. What, um, not to interrupt you, but what, what is your love language? So my love language is definitely physical touch. If, uh, if I'm not being touched in non-sexual ways, like just loving, like holding hands, arm around you, um, those kind of things. If I'm not touched, I don't feel loved. But also finding things like it's not, the, the visual is not enough for me. Like you can be cute as can be. You could be, you know, for me, it would be um, The Rock. You know, it'd be Dwayne Johnson. Nice. It'd be John Cena, right? But if if you don't have like that emotional connection with me, like you're just pretty to look at. And honestly, that gets boring. And especially, um, so I knew I was sapiosexual already. And sapiosexual is someone who's attracted to intellect, yep. right? For the who don't know. Um, Thank you for the education because sometimes Google is my friend. I learned yeah. a lot too. I'm like, what does this mean? And there are some things I'm like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm always saying GTS, Google that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so sapiosexual, I knew that about myself already. I'm very attracted to intellect. So like if a guy's good looking, but he has no substance behind it. He can't hold a good conversation. It's like, you just, you just get tired of looking at something pretty and you're like, I'm done. You know, like I, I tried dating a guy one time, a long time ago before online dating. And it's like, he was pretty to look at, but he was like dumb as rocks. <laughs> I was like, just can't do it. Sorry. You're pretty to look at, but uh, I don't feel like enough. it didn't tell him he was dumb as rocks, but <laughs> I did tell him I didn't feel a connection. And so that was the end of that. I That's perfect because I was going to say, have you practiced or gotten any feedback on what's the best way to tell somebody that you're not interested in seeing them a second time? Yeah. So I only have gone on one online date, to be honest. I've just done on one. I would go on more, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's story. a whole nother story. 
trying to, to field these online things. Um, th there's a whole frustration with that with me. Um, but so the one I went on, lovely guy, really nice guy. I did really like him as a person. He was very engaging in conversation. He asked questions, which a lot of guys don't. They seem to struggle with these things. Um, a gentleman, he paid for the date. Um, and I, I don't even want to call it a date. I want to say it was a meet and greet. That's what I said. It yep. was a meet and greet because I don't know him. Uh, but everything was lovely. I just didn't feel a romantic connection to him. And so, you know, we, we had um, dinner and we said our goodbyes. And, you know, he asked me if I'd be interested in a second date later. And I was like, you know, I had a really lovely time. And I reiterated all of those things. I said, you're a lovely conversator. You're a gentleman. You know, I really enjoyed my, my time with you. However, I just didn't feel those romantic vibes with you. I felt more of like friendship vibes. Um, and he understood. He took it really well, which I wasn't surprised because he was such a nice guy. And he was like, well, hey, let's just keep in touch and remain friends. And I was like, I would love that. Oh, that's awesome. So, right. Right. And that's how it should be. Like, if a man reacts poorly to you, that's not a man you want. Right? Like, yeah. You can get your feelings hurt. Like it, rejection doesn't feel good, right? And that's why, uh, if we're the ones rejecting, we should always use honesty and kindness as much as possible. Be as kind as possible when you're doing it. Um, and that's why I was like, I reiterated all the lovely things about him. Like it, it wasn't him, you know. It's not about you. You're you're really wonderful in these ways. But I, you could be the juiciest peach in the world, and some people are not gonna like peaches. Yep, I agree. <laughs> And that's one of my most favorite like sayings uh, because I have to remember that about myself as well, right? Like because the online dating world and the world in general can be a bit rough sometimes. And so if you just remember like, hey, I could be the juiciest peach in the world and some people just not going to like peaches. I you like know, it. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm going to re start referring to myself as a peach from now on. I like it. <laughs> um, so who picked the date for your first, um, I call them first contact. Um, I like meet and greet too, only because a date seems a little more like formal. formal and I don't, more yes. Uh, who picked the date for your first contact? He did. Um, and mostly because I was going towards him. He was, he's about 40 minutes away. So I was already going that direction. So I said, um, you know, I'll meet you that way. Cause he was willing to come out to me, which I thought was really gentlemanly again. But I said, Hey, I already have plans to be out there later. I said, let me come to you, make it easy on you. Uh, and then you can pick a spot because I'm not familiar with that area. So he picked the spot. Um, and usually I'm a pretty like casual kind of girl. Um, I'm not really into like fine dining too much. Um, you know, I'm more like, if you take me out for pizza and, and an iced tea, I'm pretty cool. Um, or somewhere casual, like a yard house or BJ's yep. somewhere that's not like too, too stuffy. He picked a very nice restaurant. He had never been to it. He's like, I, I want to try this place out. So would you mind trying this place out with me? I've never been there. And I was sure. Why not? Like, let's experience something new together. That's awesome. So that was, yeah. yeah. So 
I got introduced to a new place and so did he. Uh, it was pretty fancy, um, but that's okay because I always go dressed up nicely <laughs> no matter what. So I was prepared. <laughs> I like it. Um, how, how long, like, do you schedule dates? Like, mine is like, I have coffee dates, so it's like really short. Or it could be longer. I'm like, oh, let me get a second cup of coffee because I really enjoy talking to you. That's always my sign that it's going well. How long do you, in your mind and moving forward, you're like budget time-wise, or do you even think about that depending on what's going on? If you're actually eating, I think an hour and a half is fair because you have to wait for the food to come out. You have to wait for service, right? Sure. And then time to actually eat. Um, so I think an hour and a half is fair. And I, I think with most people, I'm willing to to give that time, even if, again, if I'm not interested in seeing them again, um, even if they're not my type, I think an hour and a half is fine of my time to spend with that person. If I was doing like a coffee meet and greet, which I, I don't drink coffee, but, you know, whether <laughs> I'm having like tea or a smoothie or whatever it is. Um, I think an hour would be fine too, but I, I'm fine with 90 minutes, anywhere between 60 to 90 minutes, you know? So I, I, I really want people to feel like I give them my time and attention when I'm with them. Sure. Uh, Cause I feel like too often people are on their phones when, even when they're at dinner with people, people are on their phones. So I really try to like make it clear that I'm attentive and I'm interested. I want to hear people's stories. Nice. So yeah, I want them to know that when I'm with them. And then I'm not trying to, like, just, you know, get in, get out. I don't want them to feel like that. That's not what a date or a meet and greet or a first contact should feel like. It should not feel like you're there to get in and get yeah. out. What other advice did you get from your friends on social media when you were starting the uh, online dating journey? Gosh, I should have looked back. I literally had like a, over a hundred comments. Um, a lot of it was about safety. Um, they said like, never let him pick you up. Never give him your address until you know you're more in an established relationship. They said always meet somewhere public. Never go to his place um, on the first contact. And for me, these are like all basics. Like every woman should know. Do not give your personal information out to somebody. On, you know, before you've actually met them and vetted them, sure. figured out they're not a freaking weirdo. <laughs> and even men, women and men, I mean, not to be gender specific, but you should be right. very cautious about who you're giving your information out to until you have established that you want to see this person more than just one time. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, uh, like things like, don't get into a car with them. Smart. Right? Like, um, as, I, as we were talking before, dating is literally the most dangerous thing a woman can do. Like it, the things that can happen to a woman, like not to get morose or too serious here, but, but to be serious for a moment for women who don't take it seriously, the things that can happen to a woman on a date, a first date is scary as all hell. And we need to take that seriously. Yes. And for all these women who are like, oh, well, you know, I just let him pick me up because I want him to be a gentleman. Or, you know, I, I went over to his place because, you know, it's just casual. Like, 
no, 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 girlfriend. You have no idea what you're walking into until you, until you know. Yeah. Right. So, um, I thought those were all really important tips. Um, always pick somewhere super public where you feel comfortable. Um, they, they even suggested that sometimes you talk to one of the staff members and let them know and like have like a kind of like a code or a signal, like if you're okay, if you're not okay. Um, uh, drive yourself, like I said, never get into a car with somebody. Because um, then it's like you have no control over where they take you, you know, and you're in a vehicle. What are you going to do? Like somehow get yourself out and just roll onto the road if you get in trouble, right? Like. Yeah, it, that's just a bad, bad situation. So that, you know, a lot of the safety stuff. And um, and I took that seriously, like, because of the women that did respond, there have been several that have bad, have had bad experiences. And who knows how bad it could have been or it could have gotten had they not made better choices. Sure. So I think if anything, like if I could impart anything like safety first, safety first, safety first when we date. I like that. <laughs> That's, um, I typically, I know that you don't have a lot of actual date experience, but one of the things I talk about in my first podcast episode is I have a friend of mine who actually lives out of state and I would text her the address and tell her where I was meeting and who I was meeting because then if I didn't check in in a couple of hours and she I didn't get a response from her check-in, then she knew that we need to do a little more investigation about what's going on. So as yeah. a, we just have to be cautious. Yes, absolutely. And that's another thing. Like um, if I ever go on a date, like I have my, my group, my little group chat. People. <laughs> They all know where I'm going and they know his name. Um, they know when I'm going and they know to check in on me. Yep. So there is check in at some point. Um, and all that information goes to at least one person so that they're aware of what's happening and where I am. Because if, if something goes wrong, they should know they have, and they have a screenshot of yep. who I'm meeting. And their information from that screenshot, their name, their age, where they're from, they have all that information because if something goes awry, I want I want whomever to have all the information they need to find me and see what's going on. <laughs> and I would rather be safe than sorry. Like sometimes you feel like you're being paranoid or you're doing too much or too cautious, but I would much rather be safe and have somebody have that information rather than nobody know where I'm going and then something happen. And then you're like, oh, I should have given somebody my information. It's like skiers when they go skiing. You always tell outdoor adventures, you always tell somebody where you're going and when you're returning. It's a safety absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Yes. So I was on Hinge and I lasted 12 days or something like that and I and I was actually proud of that because my friends were like she's not even gonna last the week and I lasted past a week on hinge so whoop, whoop, well done um but the reason why I did not like hinge and and like I said I had like tons and tons of comments telling me hinge was the app hinge was the app but the reason why I didn't like it is because it's basically like six pictures and four prompts 
and and they're short they're very short so you really don't get to learn a lot about the person so i feel like it's just a lot of face shopping like you're looking at people and you're like judging and i know it's just supposed to be like judging can i go on a meet and greet can i have a first contact can i go on a date with this person once but for me like i look at it and i'm like could i spend a lifetime with this person i'm not sure <laughs> i need so more like, than that yeah so i'm always like swipe left swipe left swipe left and i just and then also i realized on hinge all the um attractive men that i was interested in that i would swipe right on they were all, all catfish, all of them. Now all tell them. us what catfish is for those who don't know. I know, but go ahead and tell us what catfish is. Okay. Well, I, I should actually clarify. They weren't really catfish. I call them shark goblins. Oh, okay. Goblin, if you ever, if you ever look up goblin sharks, they're super ugly um, sharks, but the reason why I call them goblin sharks is because catfishing is when they aren't who they say they are, but they're usually somebody who is, so they pick out really attractive photos, like model-esque yep. type of who very attractive. Uh, but in real life, they're, they might have a lot more weight to them. They might look uh, more homely, if you will. They might be a lot less objectively attractive. False representation. Thank you. <laughs> nice about it. <laughs> yeah. They are not who they say they are, but usually they're, they're people who probably very much do desire a close, intimate relationship, but don't feel like they are worthy of it or like that they can attain that or that they can attain the type of person they're looking for with the outer shell that they have. And that out, that outer shell um, when they pretend that they are a much a more objectively attractive person, then they have a persona that goes along with that too that is different. And so that's what traditional catfishing is. But these people that are like the hinge people that I was finding, they're more like, I, I don't know what their ultimate goal is, but it's for money. It's to, to get money out of you. That's really all it is. They're not interested in the having a relationship and establishing something like that to fulfill some deeper need in them. They are just doing it because they want money from you. And so I don't know if they're going to start talking to me about crypto or if <laughs> Bitcoin or, you know, their uncle has some mine in Zimbabwe. That's do yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know their ultimate goal is to try and get me to send them money. And, and it might start off like, hey, uh, you know, like they, they schedule a date with you and, oh, my car broke down. You know, I'd really love to come see you if I just had the $300 to fix it. And then so many women are like, oh, yeah, I told you, I'll send you that $300, no problem. And then they say, oh, well, I need $300 and I, and I need a little gas money too to get to you. And then it's like, oh, my grandmother is in the hospital. I We need to pay for her surgery. It's $2,000. And then these women are sending them $2,000. I'm like, oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. But that's what they do. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's totally different. It's about money. It's not about uh, looks or anything else. But they do pick very uh, attractive pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a lot of weeding out to, I mean... 
Some of them are very good. Pardon? It's it's like a full-time job. Yeah. It is. Um, So, you know, honestly, within the first first contact or second contact, and and I'm talking about just like on on the app. Yeah, I would know. Because first of all, their pictures, um, they're always, you know, an attractive male of some sort. But then it's always kind of like super vague the way that they describe themselves. And they always describe themselves like, like what would most women be most comfortable with, right? In the descriptions of who they are. And they pick like random places to live sometimes. And you're like, does that place even exist? I don't even think that place exists. <laughs> um, but they'll, that's what they'll, they'll do. And then uh, when they contact you, they use the word lady a lot. Mm, yes. So, lady hi sweet lady hi lovely lady it's it's weird the way they address because they're clearly um i don't know if they're from from china or nigeria or where they're from but they are from another country they are not from here and then they'll tell you that oh i'm from a, a lot of them would say paris they'd all say from paris france or they'd say oh i'm from italy they'd have like very specific places that they would say they're from and and then they're like oh but i moved here recently and so i'd always be like okay that sounds cool i would love to hear your sexy french accent and on hinge you have the option of sending um voice Mm -hmm. messages so i said tell me what your favorite like what you miss most about paris um in both french and english because i'd love to hear that sexy french accent and then be like, uh, uh, and I, as soon as they started like having any kind of excuse, I did report, 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 report. Like you're not going to take advantage of me or any other woman on this app. Not cool. Yeah. So it's been a long yeah. time since I've been on a dating app. Um, I, I took some time off, but I've had plenty of experience. So now that you are done on hinge, what when you do eventually go back to online dating, if you do, what would be your next app that you're going to try? I am. I So I went from Hinge. I While I was still on Hinge for those 12 days, <laughs> I created an OkCupid. Oh, yep. Um, so mine is on OkCupid. Um, and I like OkCupid for me. Uh, it's, it's much better for, for somebody like me, um, specifically because I'm an overthinker. I overthink everything and I want to read lots about that person before I swipe right on them or swipe left. I want to know as much information as I can going in before I make any kind of decision at all about them. And OkCupid allows for that. And and so my my friend in my my chat group, she was like, you're going to like it a lot more. Try it out. And so I did. Um, and I do. I, I really like the, you can write pretty much as much as you want. There's a lot more prompts. You can have a lot more pictures if you want to. Um, and then there's also this whole question section where um, they ask you questions. And sometimes they're really kind of stupid. And you're like, why do they even bother asking this? And then sometimes they're like important. Like, um, are you ready to get married or settle down? Um, and you know, how important is religion to you? Do you believe in God? Like, so like for me, those are things that are pretty important because I am looking to get married and settle down 
eventually with the right person. And I am um, a Christian and, you know, God and spirituality is very important to me. So like some of those questions are super important. Some of them are like, is uh, pizza in your top five uh, food groups? <laughs> and maybe that's super important to someone. Uh, I do like me some pizza, but, but I'm not sure like, you know, it's a, it's a, a deal breaker. <laughs> pizza would so, not be my deal breaker, but I understand that it's a deal breaker to some people. Right. Like I would probably think you're pretty damn weird if you didn't like any pizza at all, but you know, I can overlook some things. <laughs> I just say that, okay, if you don't like pizza and I like pizza because I'm a pretty picky person, we just won't do those things. And then if there's something that you don't like, then I'll, I have a whole circle of friends who know my quirkiness and I'll just go have pizza with them. You don't have to come along to every event. You're fine. Right. right. But I really like okay, keep it for that. Like you get a lot of information just from the profile if they choose to re to write it, right? They could choose not to, of course, too. Yep. Um, but also I like if they choose to do the um, questions and then you can always clarify in the questions too. So it's not just like a cut and dry yes, no. Like you have usually a couple of different answers. Sometimes it's just yes, no, but sometimes you have a couple different um, levels of answers that you can, but then you can also explain your answer too. So I like that. And then it does like this whole matching score on OkCupid. So I enjoy that. And like, then you look at people and you're like, oh, we have 97% matching. And then you read their profile and you're like, why? <laughs> How did they match me? Right. And then sometimes you're like, you know, somebody has like a 72% and you're like, oh, well, they sound kind of interesting though. So you're like, it, it, I, I'm always blown away like, by the numbers, like how exactly are they scoring? And then I just like epiphany came to me and I was like, well, maybe I'm not their type somehow. <laughs> and that's why our score is lower because I'm not their type. I don't know. I have no idea, but it's, it's been uh, fun. And I find that I have, I think I've only run into two profiles where I was like, yeah, that's not a real person. But other than that, of like literally probably the hundreds of faces I've seen, they're, they're all real men, and that excites me, like, even if I'm not interested in those real men. That's awesome. The fact that they're actually real and out there, like, cool. But um, that is not my problem with OkCupid okay is them being real or not real. Like, the, the real issue I'm finding is once you match with somebody, uh, even if I write, a message to them some and they match with me so it's like I, I match with them and they match with me or other way around vice versa we have to match to each other yep. we both have to swipe right um even if i write to them they don't necessarily ever respond and i'm like you matched with me why would you not respond you know, like that's just odd to me. So either that happens and they never respond at all. And so I'm just like, well, unmatch, like that's a waste of time. Or two, they'll they'll start having a conversation with me and maybe that conversation will last like one or two or three days. And it's a really fun conversation, usually at least a day. And we'll go back and forth all day long. It's fun. We're, we've got great banter. They, um, a lot of times are, are well-written. 
Um, and then like, that's it. All of a sudden they'll go ghost. Oh, and what well, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then the third thing, no, there's actually four. <laughs> the third thing that they do is they, um, they'll just write to you forever. They're like the quote unquote pen pal. Yep. And so, and I'm like, Hey, are you ever interested in meeting up? And they're just like, Oh, I've just got a lot going on right now. I'm super busy. Uh, but I really enjoy talking to you. Yeah. I definitely want to go out on a date and they'll keep talking to you. But, and I'm, I'm like 99% sure they are who they say they are. And their pictures are the pictures of them and their current, I believe those things after talking to him for a while and vetting them, but like, they just want to be pen pals. And I'm like, why are you on here? If you just want to write text messages to girls, it's like, just, that's weird. Right? Like, don't be on a dating app for a pen pal. It's just weird to me. We're not in middle and, school. Right? You know, we're not okay. writing love notes. I'm on a dating app for dates, not a texting app for texts. Yep. So I don't, I don't understand that. Um, and, and again, super nice guys seem to be balanced and normal enough, but it doesn't really seem to go anywhere. And then the last thing that happens is like, I'll match with a guy and it's just like, you're carrying the entire conversation. Like they don't ask any questions about you. They don't have much to say. They have like two word responses. No, like I'm not carrying this whole conversation. That is not my responsibility. When you go meet them in person and they're like that, if they're like that via text where you have a little bit of, um, like, oh, I can't think of the word, but you have a little bit of filter. Like you, you can pretend to be something you're not. So you, there's a barrier there. That's right. So if they're that shy and quiet and not communicative via, via text, then it always makes me wonder how much of the conversation am I going to have to carry in person? Because I like to hear myself talk, but not that much. <laughs> I can date myself if I want to talk to myself all night. I know. I know. Like, and that's one of the things, like I, I, like I said, I like to hear people's stories. So I ask a ton of questions and, but I'm also looking are they asking questions back? Because I can, I can, I can sit there and I can learn about a person all day and be fascinated with their stories. Everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share. And, and I can keep up, you know, keep coming with the questions and wanting to know more about that person. But if they're never turning that around on me and saying, Oh, well, tell me about that. Like, what is that for you? What does that look like for you? What about you? If they never do that, it's like, you have no interest in really knowing me. Like you're cool talking about yourself all night yeah, and you're cool letting me lead and, and, and carry the conversation. Uh, but you don't really have any interest in actually getting to know me and learning about me. And that's equally important, you know? Yes. It's so. a, relationships are two way streets. It can't always be just one. Once you're in a relationship, I think that the, the adage, like you show up 50, 50 or a hundred percent, I don't think that's always true because I think if you're in a relationship of any type, like friendship, family, like there are times when you yourself don't show up 100% and the other person is showing up more, 
But then in a consistent relationship, then it balances out and you show up more for that other person sometimes. But at the beginning of a relationship, it sort of needs to be that 50-50 or 100-100 so you can get to the relationship level of being imbalanced sometimes. I absolutely agree. I think you're I think you're spot on with that. I absolutely agree that it changes. Just like you said, in the beginning, it needs to be 50-50. And, and as you progress, it changes uh, and it evolves to, you know, some days we're better and some days we're not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, yeah, so that's those have been my struggles, right? Like, I would love to be going on dates. Like, I'm not opposed to, like, that's why I'm on online dating. But the guys that I'm connecting with, they're, it's like, uh, so I'm like, I've literally asked, I'm like, so are you ever going to ask me out? Like, are we ever going to actually meet each other in real life? And they're like, oh yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to meet you, but I'm just super busy right now. I've got things for work. And I, you know, like, I get it. I've been super busy in life and it's been hard for me to carve out time for somebody or something, but that's not the case for weeks on end. You know, like eventually, especially if you want to, like this is another thing, like women need to start realizing if a man likes you, you should know. If you don't know that a man likes you, he doesn't like you, honey. (laughs) He doesn't like you and he doesn't like you enough or you're one of many. Yeah. Because then then it's like, uh, I'll like you when I have time for you. Right? Yeah. And so the guy's inconsistent like that. It's because something else is happening. It's not because it's not because he's figuring you out or figuring out if he likes you or if he's just he's just super busy. No, if he's not making the time and the efforts, you're not you are not a priority to him. And you got a question like, do is it important that I'm a priority to somebody? Is it important that this person takes the time to show me how much they care about me and that I am important to them? It's like women, we got to have standards. Well, that's part of figuring out yourself on the whole online dating thing or even before you really commit to it is what are my standards? What am I looking for? What am I willing to accept? What is my comfort level? Like eventually, like you were saying, the person doesn't want to contact or meet you. How long do you give somebody before you say enough is enough for like all of those things? I think we need to have some kind of an idea and plan before we start dating. So we really understand what that looks like for each of us. Absolutely. I, I mean, like I get, I get rather frustrated. Like, and I hear women, I'm on some Facebook groups about online dating And I hear women who are like, oh, you know, he doesn't have a job and I have to, he doesn't have a car and I have to pick up all the time, but he's a super nice guy. Or they'll say, you know, he's, he's kind of on and off and wishy-washy with me, but I have a fun time when I'm with him. It's just like, ladies, if we keep accepting this, this kind of behavior or this kind of like a lack of effort into life in general, then guess what we're going to get? Because if they can find us, you know, who someone who's willing to put up with that BS, then when we're no longer willing to put up with it, they're just going to find somebody else who's willing to put and someone else and someone else and someone else. 
and that behavior never changes. But if all women, if we all rose up and we were like, no, we're not accepting this anymore. You have to have a job. You have to not le leeching off of mommy and daddy anymore. You have to have your own car situation going on. Like I understand in big cities, it might be different, but like if you have to, like, if we're like, no, you need to pay for a date sometimes. It's not always going to be 50-50. It's not going to be me paying. You're going to pay for a date sometimes, right? Like if, and you're going to be nice to me all the time. All the time. Right. Not wishy-washy, not sometimes, but you got to be a good guy majority of the time, just like I'm a good person majority of the time. Yeah. And if we had these standards, men would either have to rise up and, you know, think like, oh, maybe I should get a job and maybe I should pay for the date sometimes. Or they would have to become incels. <laughs> <laughs> It always amazes me when, maybe it's just because I take it for granted, because I, like you, I have a huge support system and that I have people I can bounce ideas off with and encourage me and support me. And so maybe not everybody has that. So not, nothing against them, but I have this huge community of resources and I'm the same way. I'm like, you need to have a job. You need to have and sometimes we ignore some red flags and sometimes, you know, we oh, accept sure. we accept some things and lower our standards a little bit. But then we hopefully will learn from that and regroup and bounce back and be stronger. So as long as we're learning and we're surrounding ourselves by amazing humans, both men and women, not just gender specific. Um, right. Because I don't know what a man thinks like. I can guess. I mean... I have a whole collection of people I could guess about, but I'm like, I don't know what's going on in your brain unless you tell me. So we need to have that discussion. But so I have guy friends. I'm like, what do you think this means? Because I just don't know. That's why I have to have my group, my, 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 my Facebook group of my three other close friends. And that's why I, I literally bounce everything off of them. It doesn't matter whether it's work or whether it's love life or whether it's personal life. Like I'm bouncing everything off of them all the time because it's good to get fresh perspectives that are not your own inside your own head with your own perceptions of things. Yes. And I think you're absolutely right. Having community that, and, and people who can check you too. Um, but I think, uh, you know, a lot of women, I, I was just talking about this. I have um, one of my students is a therapist um, and and she's she's an older woman she's wise uh, and she works with a lot of people have dealing with trauma but we are talking about how women we have a lot of intuitiveness like natural intuitiveness and i honestly believe we have it for anthropological reasons socio anthropological reasons that we are a weaker sex we are not physically as strong and so to make sure that we survive as humans like we have to have this sense of when am I in physical danger? When am I in some type of danger that I need to be watching out for? And so often, and I am a thousand times guilty of this and it has come to bite me in the ass like a million times over that I ignore my spidey senses. Yep. When my intuition 
fitness says something is off about a person, about a relationship, about it's micro expressions, right? Like when you ask them a question, yeah. like if you're on, if you're on a first date or a second, third, it doesn't matter what date. And you ask a person a question and their face says something, but it's like, I don't feel right about what they said. It's because you probably, your brain registered a micro expression that revealed the truth before what their words told you. Yeah. And women always are like, oh, but he's so nice and he really hasn't done anything. And, you know, he's really a nice guy. But your gut has this sense of like, something's off here. And so often we ignore that. And like, it has been my goal for like the past year and a half now to lean into that intuitiveness, to like really own that and not apologize for it anymore. To say like, cause I'm the type of person who wants to be like, oh, everybody's good, inherently good. Everybody's got, you know, good interests at heart for you and that they really are nice people. Um, and they're not, they're not gonna do bad things. They're not gonna lie. They're not gonna take from you. But the truth is, is that they do. And there's a reason why your gut tells you differently. And this whole, like, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, and, and to some degree, yes, right? But, and, you know, always believe in the best people, uh, in people. Give the best thing to do. And we need to start listening to our intuitiveness as, as females. I, I absolutely believe that. I a hundred percent agree. If I would have listened to some of my intuition in the past, I um, wouldn't have gone on some dates that I went on. So. <laughs> right. right. I agree. Like, I agree with you that I think it's the way that women are made like men are generally given physical strength and women right. are given intuition to sort of balance the playing field. Cause I don't know very many men who said, Oh, I should have listened to my gut on that one. I, I should have listened to my intuition. Where was my sixth sense? My third eye? Where, where was all of that when I needed it? Men don't generally say that. Unless they're super in touch with themselves. But I very rarely come across somebody online dating that I've gone on a date with who's like, yeah, my intuition said we should go out. <laughs> it just hasn't right. happened yet. I'm looking for it, but it hasn't happened yet. Right. Yeah. I that That's one thing I've learned. And then I think also, like, on the other side of it, to be the person that the person we're looking for to date, it would want to date. And what I mean by that is like, if I want a guy who's successful and who's kind and who's witty and who's intelligent, then what kind of girl is he looking for? Is he going to be looking for a girl who's sitting around hoping um, for a guy to pay for everything um, while she sits at home and does nothing and she does nothing to improve herself? Like, no. So I need to be the type of girl that the guy I'm looking for is looking for, right? Yep, I agree. We've got to work on ourselves. We've got to be constantly improving ourselves. Um, and, and that's not to say loving ourselves, like where we're at, but 
knowing also that we're always trying to show up in the world the best version of ourselves, no matter what. And so in in the meantime, I'm just going to keep running after being the best version of myself that I can be. So that way, when the right guy does come along, he doesn't look at me and be like, well, you know, I am good looking. I've got a great job. I've got a, a career, preferably not just a job, but a career. There's a difference, right? Um, and he's like, and I'm witty and I'm intelligent and I'm kind and I do good things in the world. And you're just sitting around doing nothing, Angeline. So why would I swipe right on you? Like, I don't want that guy to see me and say, no, I'm going to swipe left on her because you're not, you're not doing enough with what you've been given. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that I'm doing enough with what I've been given so that the right guy, he's going to swipe right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> well, and on that note, I know you're super busy, but that is fantastic. That was perfect. I think when you get back, um, on to online dating. And after you've had a couple, I'll have you on the show again. So you can tell me what it's like, because you also are bringing the background of you're coming from a small town sandwich between these two bigger towns. And so yeah. you have a different perspective than like somebody like me dating in Denver or somebody who's dating in like Florida in a retirement home, which is really the next person I need to interview because I think that would be hysterical. And so in a couple of months, I'm going to reach back out to you and have you back on the show just to give us a little update on what's going on in Angeline's world. Yes. And you definitely need to do another podcast of your best and worst dates. Oh, yes. Yes. I. Uh, that's probably coming up soon because I, I have so many good stories. Thanks for listening to episode seven of the Swipe Left or Right podcast. Hit the subscribe button to receive the latest and greatest news and follow swipe.left or right podcast on Instagram. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the show, send an email to swipe left or right podcast at gmail.com. Until next week, be safe and always entertained while swiping.